What's up, Lions? For as little as $5 a month, you can help this show to grow while also getting access to our exclusive Pride content, which includes shows like Conspiracy Corner, Degenerate Gamblers, Special Interviews, Lions of Liberty Roundtables, and much, much more. So check that out. Help us grow at lionsofliberty.com forward slash support. Welcome to Electric Liberty Land here on the Lions of Liberty podcast, your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty with your host, Brian McWilliams. Yeah, I I realized I think I bought the wrong thing. I meant to buy something that I believe has an elephant on it. Oh, Chang. (laughs) Is there some? No, it's not that. No, that is the one with the elephant on it. Chang beer. It's green label. It looks like Carlsberg, but it's Chang. Fuck. That is good beer. That's that's my uh, favorite Premier League <laughs> football teams. That's their supporter. That's their sponsor. Chang beer. Yeah, because this was like wrapped in like this plastic shit. When I got it off, I'm like, wait, wasn't there supposed Guys. to be an, el- an oh, elephant? Oh, he's here. Hey. Yeah, um, I'm an idiot, and I forgot to change to the mic. And I'm talking, I can hear it. I've been listening to this entire fucking conversation. And I'm like, why can they not hear me? And I just had to switch recording to the mic. And hey, there you go. You know what? <laughs> I, I, I saw your initials on there and I was like, it looks yeah, like it's on the I was call. on and like everything's connected. I'm fucking around with Skype and I'm like, why can they not hear me? But I can hear them. And I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. That's why. Maybe you was like, get out and you were in the other or whatever they called it. <laughs> you're just, like just in the sailing away like, in the darkness. You're like, yeah, exactly. You missed it. I was I was clinking my uh clinking my whiskey glass with the thing earlier and it put you in the trance <laughs> and you're down there. All right, well, welcome. Well, I'll officially start this. I'm not I like I said, no editing. I don't have time because this show, this Libertarians in Living Rooms Drinking Liquor show, which I'll introduce you both formally in a minute, will air when I am j- in Japan. So all the topics are gonna be not uh, so much current events as they will be general topics and uh let me uh, so let me introduce it formally so first and foremost welcome to the show everybody i hope you enjoyed that preamble which i will not be cutting out because that's part of the fun of l-a-l-d-l so i'm here in the brines of liberty studios of course this is going to be uh electric liberty lands l-i-l-d-l i believe it'll be episode number 67 and there will be no show notes because we're just going to ramble on actually there'll be maybe one show note i linked like one story but I am here. I am drinking. I am hungover as always, because last night, Mark and I, uh, this is going to be a week in the past now, but Mark and I went to Dave Smith's comedy show up at the comedy store and uh, I got hammered. I was drinking martini after martini. I'm more martini than man. I've got pimentos for nipples. So I'm hungover, but I've switched it up in lieu of my, or in light of my Japanese travels coming up. Uh, I am drinking Habiki Suntory Whiskey, which is delicious. And uh, I will welcome in two gentlemen that I consider friends and compatriots. I'll start with Howie, since he was the first voice you heard before JB figured out his microphone. So, Howie, hello. Welcome the godfather of liberty, Howie Snowden, to this Electric Liberty Land, L-A-L-D-L. That's right. And as everyone heard, I mistakenly bought Carlsberg. It's not that great. I thought it was a different beer that should have had an elephant on the can. I didn't uh, inspect it close enough. But, you know, I'll drink anything, so I'm ready to rock. <laughs> and, of course, our man on the ground in Philadelphia, the one and only J.B. Lubin. J.B., how are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm a little tired, you know. Uh, 
after work, I guess. I forgot how to use a computer and a microphone, but I think <laughs> I think I'm on track right now. Are you were you already drinking? What are you drinking now? That's the question I need to know. I'm going to classic, you know, Glenn Livet twelve. Oh, nice. Know. Very nicely done. You know what I was thinking about? It's kind of crazy. So when we all together, like JB really wanted to be on this show because he, as he said, he needs to raise his profile in advance of Pork Fest when we go to Pork Fest and do our live our live show with the whiskey challenge. And uh, I I think it's number one, a very good idea. But I was thinking, honestly, I, we have not all gotten together in in a group all together. This will be the first time probably since we graduated college. Nope. Uh, the last time I, I believe it was in 2008, right when I got out of the army, we had like, a, uh, well, we did, but JB wasn't there. Oh, JB wasn't there. Yeah. I'm trying to think like what, like this group, like all of us together, me, you, Rico, Mark, Odie, and JB, we, we have not seen each other together in one grouping yeah. until since, uh, graduating. So that's, I mean, a pretty amazing thing when you think about it, that Liberty has brought us all together, brought us, brought us, made us closer Wait, friends. Wait, not even Ackland's wedding? Oh, you Mark know what? Was there. Yeah, but Howie wasn't actually. I, I wasn't Howie there. wasn't there. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, it's rare it that you miss college, a, huh? a, an alcoholic, drug-fueled pony ride in the middle of the woods and not have Howie <laughs> Snowden there. But somehow it just worked out that you weren't there. What year was that? Oh, shit. I don't even remember. The only thing I can remember <laughs> from that trip was that one of our friends had homemade narcotics. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say specifically which one, but homemade narcotics that he had gotten the plants for and made himself like the uh, the great people of Colombia. And uh, and that the water pressure was so low in the showers that you were it was like being peed on by a small toddler, basically. And, and that's what our shower situation was like in the middle of the Pocono woods. where we had this this wedding. Well, all I know is homemade narcotics is the perfect start to any story. God damn right it is, man. <laughs> so let's uh why don't we why don't we jump in with two feet unless hey, do you have any bold statements you want to make at the beginning of the show anybody otherwise i'll just hop right into some topics here and we'll get to hey, chatting i i've got i know this wasn't on uh we weren't planning on talking about this oh, we can talk about, about anything that? i just wanted to have something we could how talk about, about. Be, be, because we're because we're uh recording on skype how about that fucking bullshit where if you use profanity or what they consider abusive bullshit language they can like uh i don't know suspend your account oh it's insane uh, does that mean everything i just said we're gonna like the lines of liberty get, get shut down from using skype i like, what the fuck I presume so, right? I mean, that's what it means. They can read all your emails. They can go through all your shit. If you're on uh, Hotmail, you can read all your shit. If you're on Skype, they can uh, they can go through and I don't know, shadow ban you, whatever else. So yeah, I would presume that the, the Skype will be. Uh, I don't know. Wait, uh, like, hold hold on one second, because I have no idea what you're talking about, and I'm kind of like shocked right now. Oh yeah. Or you know anyone else who's in the same position of ignorance as me? Can you care, can you elaborate a little bit? Yeah, go ahead. How are you? How are you? Go to this it. Call? Sure. And, I mean, yeah. I mean, the the bottom line is if yeah they're listening, and if they think there's something offensive, they can like ban your account. It's similar to I don't know if you guys knew, but you know Google goes through all your email and all your shit. Yep. And people that use Dropbox for storage, like they were flagging some of people's files as offensive and like locking them out of them. Like there was somebody in college doing a report on the Holocaust. And I guess whatever algorithm they used, I was like offensive to Jews or something like locked them out of all their files at the, at the paper they were working on. And so there's all this, it's what's like Skype, Microsoft, well, Microsoft owns Skype. That's 
who's doing this, but Google owns Dropbox and they're all just like cracking down, censoring, you know, penalizing people that they don't agree with or who they, uh, I mean, I don't think that they're not going to ban someone for for cursing like I just was, but they'll use it as an excuse to penalize someone who's doing something they disagree with and who they don't want. Well, uh, getting the message out there. Well, it's crazy that this shit's happening so quickly because I, I mean, I, number one, this is all because of the, uh, the FOSTA bill that passed. And I have to look up exactly what that stands for. It's basically like, again, sex trading, uh, sex, tra- it's the FOSTA SESTA anti sex trafficking bill. And I'm going to figure out what the hell that actually stands for. But that, it's all in the context of protecting kids and like, and basically, having these organizations now be be on the hook for people posting stuff on servers or on websites they own or on services they provide. This is what it's all in the context of. It's to, supposedly to stop sex trafficking because of sites like Craigslist or Reddit that would have forums where people would post advertisements for sex workers and they say, well, so many of these sex workers are sex trafficked. So now if they find that somebody has been sex trafficked on your website, they can sue Microsoft for hundreds of millions of dollars saying that you now permitted them to be raped and you were helping the sex trafficking. Like this is where this is all coming from. But the problem with this whole bill is that it is so broad in saying that any of this content can be, you know, can be used against you that all these companies are like how he said, taking it as just having carte blanche to crack down on everything and anybody that they don't like, or they find offensive, which is just fucking insanity. I didn't even realize what I was talking about was related to, to this that's crazy though oh, but totally. yeah because i just thought about this as like oh yeah craigslist has to take down their personals now because some people use it for prostitution i mean never mind that whether you i mean none of us think the prostitution should be illegal but even if you did it's better than having it like in the back alleys it's it's so much safer for these girls to do it that way and then i guess they have threads where they can talk about abusive clients or things like that or people to stay away from and instead of being out in the street corner you know just getting picked up by whoever at least they have some form of uh protection and it's and it's not even like i don't know just because something can be used in a bad way like i mean like anything can you can't just get rid of something you can't just ban the use of something because someone might use it for sex trafficking children or similar to guns like oh someone might do something bad with it yeah but the vast majority of people use it for you know protection or hunting whatever like we can't just ban things because it's possible that someone could use it for something that they just consider immoral Howie, I, I'm surprised you're so like calm and even toned about this. To me, this is like completely absurd. To me, it's equivalent is like suing the the makers of white vans because they're used to kidnap children. Right? Like, yeah, exactly. I didn't make this white van for you to kidnap children with. You just chose to take my product and do that with it. I'm not under that responsibility to police everyone who buys my white van. Right. Exactly. They, yeah. The, exactly. Right. Ford is not. Ha- is, they're not on the on, on the onus to have a forward security company that goes around making sure their cars aren't be used to kidnap somebody it's like yeah. the exact someone can, can someone explain to me how those two things aren't equivalent no, no they, they are it's the exact same and, and it's like on top of it all too not only is there an intrusion into freedom of speech which is what people were saying this bill would ha- would happen and it has it's happening right now so it's freedom of speech. It's it's cost these women. And I want to get into a little bit more of talking about the the reaction and the impact it's having on sex workers and the plate that these people have. But you look at all of these uh, the impact of this. 
you you have to add on to now how many people, how many hours are wasted, how many, how much more expensive is the business going to be because you now have to police all of this content. And I guess maybe these businesses are just looking at it and going, well, you know what? I'm not going to pay people. I'm not going to bring in you know 150 more staffers to go through and make sure that nobody's posting you know this individual shit. They probably just are now blanket looking for anything that is even remotely tangentially involved with sex or uh or violence or holocaust hey, like they probably just have keywords and anything that is even remotely linked to it they just kill yeah i mean it would be much more reasonable if say like someone notices that oh this is an ad for so- child sex trafficking that they report it and the, whoever's hosting it should have to take it down not like, oh, you're responsible for this because you had this platform. Now you're a child sex trafficker. Well, they're saying no. that it's it's because these ads aren't saying they're they're children. You know, it's just like sex ads, and oh, that's okay. that's the thing. So they're like, well, now we can't have any sex ads because some of these people are children that are sex traffic. Which, meanwhile, do we really live in an environment where we we believe in our fucking naive minds that if you take this this part out that People that want to fuck children aren't going to find a way to fuck children. And that these people that are working within an illegal, they're already illegally kidnapping women, forcing them to have sex in these brothels. They're not going to find another way to get the word out. They no, they, I, ju- they just want the elites to be able to do it. <laughs> they want it to be only for the elites, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah. They want to make sure that the Epsteins <laughs> get to keep their sex island going. They want to have the monopoly. That's the, yeah. They were thinning the herd too much. They they couldn't get the primo girls like they used to on the sex island that all those people go to worship the Algon. And speaking of combat combating like sex trafficking and you know underage prostitution, isn't open advertisement of these practices and these people who are under this make it easier to find them as opposed to driving it underground? You would think because they're advertising. You could just like I mean, well that's let's get into that next part of this then. Cuz I want to talk about just how ridiculous it is. You know, obviously I think we all support prostitution being legalized. If you it's your body, do what you want with your body. And you know, yeah. where are these feminists to stand up for these people and say, "Hey, you know, women can make a very very good living doing this. Why should we judge them?" Like I love how we can't judge women. We can't slut shame. Meanwhile, all these people are hooker shaming. Why can't it let the person make a living? But not only like on top of all that. So what if these people like, how are they going to fight back is my question, because when you have something that's illegal like this, it's not like the sex workers can form a union and march out and be like, we, the United sex workers want to repeal this bill, because then it's like if illegal immigrants all got together and like, we're all illegal immigrants, we're going to march together right here in this place. And then ICE is going to come in and round them up into wagons. Like, you know, same thing with these sex workers, because they're all committing crimes technically. So how can they fight this? You know, I don't I don't know how they can fight it, but I would love for Odie to have some sex workers on Felony Friday and see what their ideas are. He needs I don't to. know how they could fight it. Like, right, lay you it just out. need a state like Nevada, just have legal sex workers, people in their state who are allowed to do this as a trade. And I'll call it a trade because that's what it is. Sue the government and take it as far as they can through the federal courts. Take it through the circuit. That's take it all idea. the way to Supreme Court if they have to. Yeah. That's the only way to fight. You need a place where it's legal in a state for people just to sue the government over it. Well, that is why haven't they done that yet? Like, it, why have they not had a class action lawsuit from all the all the sex workers? Because you're know, like, even if you're not in that state, you can sign on. Like a lot of lawsuits, you can just put down Jane Doe. You know, it's like all these people that have been uh, raped or whatever. When they go in court documents, their names aren't even listed. So you'd think you'd be able to do that too and join into this lawsuit. So yeah, why the fuck are these people not stepping up and doing this kind of shit? I feel like all the uh, 
politicians and judges and shit are afraid to say that they're like for prostitution and pro prostitutes because for our entire history with this like puritanical country it's been you know demonized and so frowned upon when whatever it's you know two consenting adults doing what they want to do well even in california i still am flabbergasted that they passed this idiotic law where they had they forced people in porn to use condoms which cost the state so much revenue because it all it drove it all out of california or out of los angeles at least so i guess when you have a liberal the most liberal place in the world like la forcing porn stars to wear condoms i don't think they're going to budge on the whole uh, prostitution issue either don't they get std tested anyways oh yeah like every two weeks it's part it's like and that's not government mandated either it's just like the standard within the industry i think yeah. I mean, the market can regulate itself. I mean, people want to have careers and not ruin their fucking lives. They, uh, you know, it when especially when these things are out in the open and they're not driven into like uh, the basements and alleyways, you know, it's much more safe and it's much more professional and it's all consenting adults and nobody gets hurt. Yep, exactly, man. It's like, and now people, so there's going to be private websites that are going to pop up instead where people are going to join them. It's like, just taking them off these public places does it, it it's like if you want to find it you're going to find it like i was saying with the child stuff if you want to find a hooker you're going to find a hooker you're going to find a website that has private login escorts and keeps everything personal make a uh, an alias name and you'll find a prostitute like it's a very simple solution and this is just the like the perfect example of unintended consequences how this is fucking over everybody now but on the bright side i guess at least people are looking at what people are mining from their data at least yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. It's not even just this stuff. Like, Facebook and Twitter now are banning ads for cryptocurrencies. Yeah, what the fuck is like, that about? Yeah, by the way, JB, are you in on the crypto yet or no? I think you were. No, last I'm, still, I'm still in traditional investments right now. Well, get in now. We've all... Uh, we Now's the time to buy. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Well, when, when Mark told me it's not an investment, it's a gamble, I'm still not at a place where I'm willing to gamble money. I'm still trying to build up, you know, <laughs> my retirement. Dude, they well, are s- certainly destroying the dollar and everything that's going to buy when we're retired. Oh, totally. <laughs> that's a gamble. Totally. Well, by, well, here's the question, JB. Uh, are you are you still gambling with your future? By uh, yeah, I know you were talking about getting married in Turkey. Is that still in the cards? Or are you like maybe not now? <laughs> well, we'll know. We'll see. We'll see. We we could talk about that off show. Yeah, I was like, I'm looking at what's happening over there. I'm like, God damn. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's the place you want to do that anymore. Yeah, I don't think my, my work would even let me go there. That's yeah. True. You had mentioned that before. But um, so in marriage news, we we're planning our wedding, and it's stressful and sucks. We decided we're just going to go to Ireland and elope and spend a week in a castle. Hey, so. and you, they got that dear Carlsberg <laughs> you love so much there. Yeah, <laughs> they better have something better. I mean, I like, come on, they gotta have something better in Carlsberg. <laughs> To make a long story short, Howie, I think we might uh, we're 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 feeling those avenues down too. Nice. Well, no, that's not a phrase. I don't even know why I said yeah, that. Feeling those. It sounds like JB took the prostitute conversation to heart, and he's looking forward <laughs> to going out and feeling some avenues down a little bit after this. <laughs> it's all I can think about now. <laughs> that's like that. See. They should just, if we could get rid of all this, if we just legalize prostitution, you have like your red light district, which could be called Feel Down Avenue. That'd be perfect. I don't know why we don't. And, and guys like, you know, I'm a, a, a handsome man in shape. Maybe I'll go out there and just hook a little on the side. Who's to say? <laughs> why not? Well, we could be what- better than Uber, I bet. Right? You make so much more money than Uber and you're probably safer because at least you can, you're like looking like 
I would be paranoid driving Uber because you're not facing the person. I'm like, this person could beat me in the back of the head. They could stab me in the ear with a needle. Like in So I Married an Axe Murder, anything could happen. Yeah, people are always worried about Uber driver might kill you or do something. Like, what about the Uber driver? He's picking up all these people all the time. He's way more at risk of something happening than, you know, somebody getting a ride. Oh, totally. Every, I think of like how many people you're seeing. You're seeing one Uber driver. The odds of the Uber driver getting you and killing you. And, and he's, you know, he's, I'm sure he's got a five star rating. So you can see in advance. It's like nil. This guy's going through 20, 40 people a night. Eh, always. That's why taxi drivers are so crazy. Always in fear of their lives. All right. So let's move on. Hold on. I want to go to a different topic that we touched on briefly because we're talking about the devaluation of the dollar. Uh, and somebody, so we had a couple of questions from our pride members. Cause like I said, I don't want to talk us too much on current event stuff. So here's a question from the pride from Jared. And he says, and wait, I'll plug it. You can join our pride as little as $5 as you heard at the beginning of the show. And you can submit questions like this. Be involved in the show. Ah, the joy. The joy of being a part of this process. A cog in the machine that is Lions of Liberty. So from Jared, basically I'll sum it up. How worried should we be about spending in the debt? JB, go. You go first. Do you want my honest answer? Yes. Uh, no, honestly, well, tell, tell us lies. <laughs> well, well, this is, well, honestly, this is, this is more of a life philosophy than any hard macroeconomics theory here, but... I don't believe in, belie- in in worrying about anything that's out of my control. That's I can't bring point. down the national debt. I can't stop them from piling onto the national debt. So worrying about it is bringing a lot of undue stress in my life that I have no control over whatsoever. So I'm just not going to. And if well, the world blows up into a you know Mad Max scenario, then I'm going to have to deal with it when it comes. But right now, worrying about the national debt isn't going to stop that from happening. You do have control, though, over, you know, if all your investments are in dollar denominated funds or if you have some gold or silver or cryptocurrencies or something else, or if you have valuable skills and a valid passport, we could go anywhere in the world if this whole thing falls apart and, you know, take care of yourself. Well, but, the, way the, the, the way the economy is intertwined now, maybe like gold. Awesome. Something that, you know, something hard like precious metal, something that, you know, doesn't fluctuate based on nonsense is always good. But leaving the country, if if the major countries in the world start falling like dominoes, the rest are going to follow. All these economies are so intertwined now that no one is safe. That is a good point. Like If hey, the U.S. economy did the, crash, if, the, if, the, if our debt got it so out of yeah. control that the U.S. defaulted, so many other countries would just topple with us. I mean, like, look what happened yeah, with just the, the basic— we pretty much take most, all of the developed world with us if we oh, went totally. down, which, which is another reason why I don't think we'll figure something out probably in the near future, at the very least our lifetimes, before things get that bad. I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't think <laughs> I, I don't th- think they'll stop until it <laughs> hits the wall and shit just goes completely haywire. I think like these people don't want to rain in because you know there was a good point made. Uh, I was listening to a recent Dave Smith podcast and he was talking to uh, Scott Horton, but they're talking about Mises and he was ar- and or maybe it was Hop and his arguments about monarchy versus democracy or democracy and the fact that these people that are elected and it's a very good point. These people who are elected have a very short term goal. And then, you know, if you're a monarch, you're like, all right, well, I want my country to be around. I want to see it succeed and grow. I want to see it gain more power. Meanwhile, the people in office now, like, look at this, this spending bill. They both keep spending. They, you know, the Republicans at least are supposed to rein it in, but they both keep spending because they don't give a shit. They just want concessions for their people so they get reelected for the whatever eight to 12 years they're going to be in office. 
And then they're gone. They don't give a shit. They made their money. They're out. And after they're gone, they don't give a fuck anymore. Dude, I, I think we're past the point. No, there is no political solution. This it's going to keep going, going like this till the wheels fall off. And it's going to be like the Soviet Union. It's going to fall apart. And like, well, we'll probably split up into a, a couple of different countries. And it's like, well, you know, Texas, we're not the United States anymore. We don't know that debt. We're not paying that to anybody. And it's just going to. They'll be but if like that what happens, happen- then the world economy will crash. Yeah, for a while. For a while. Yeah, for well, a while, by that be point, crypto pains. is leading the way. And there'll still be rich people somewhere that hopefully will pay me to do something. <laughs> <laughs> yep, pool boy Howie. <laughs> yep, giving massages after I got weak, weak hands, so I got to strengthen them up. I get Dude, tired I after too. like. But the question is, like, it's funny <laughs> you said that there still would be rich people somewhere, but. If when we think about like the most wealthy people, like how much of their wealth is really tied on something is tied down to something that wouldn't evaporate if the world economy crashed. Yeah, it's mostly it's like real estate or hard goods. So it's it's usually well, a lot of people are just rich on stocks and bonds, too. So that would crash. But the people that are richest in real estate or hard, hard money or products, they, those people would be fine. And they would, in but, fact, lord we, over the rest of I'm, us. I mean, but, maybe maybe Ryan. countries like Russia, maybe the ruble will be the thing we wish we had. Because they're like so disentangled from us because we've been, you know, enemies for, you know, bullshit reasons. But what do you want to say, JB? What gives real estate its value? Well, look, but but you're saying, okay, you're saying that real estate's tied to the dollar. But either way, if you own land, you you still have that land. Now, the question is if the world economy crashes anyway, it might be anarchy and how are you going to protect your borders? You'd have to find another way to do that. But that, that brings in kind of the old way of, the way that uh, kingdoms and the way that these people ran their their duchies is that you say, okay, I've got this land. You protect this land for me. I will give you this much land from here. This is your land. Now protect it. So that's – if everything so went to shit, that's what would happen because that land is still to, valuable. We'd revert to feudalism you is would, what literally. you're saying. I think no, we, yeah, I, no yes. we, we might have a free well, that's market. What, that's what Brian anarcho-capitalist. Uh, yeah, well, we might that have is a free market. market. Anarcho-capitalist system. But that is we a free market. The government, free market. We will have the government – I mean, out of the way, people can do what they want to do, and industrious, smart people will build things up quickly and make things probably better than they are now. But I agree with you, but I still think – I'm not saying feudalism. Like, they're not serfs that are farming the land uh, and giving money to the master. It's more that they – you know, it's an exchange of goods, like anything, a voluntary exchange. You would exchange a piece of your land, a parcel of your land, and the, and the cost of that parcel is that somebody has to protect it. Like, for example, you sell the, all the land on the borders – and you say, all right, now you have to protect this. I will give this to you, but you now function as the protector of this land that you now own. So you have a, a self-interest in protecting that land anyway, and you're protecting the owner of the mass land by building a border around it. That sounds like a fiefdom. Well, look, man, it's voluntary, is that's it not? I'm saying. I don't think that's as voluntary. I don't, like, do not I think that's what's going to happen. Hey, we're just, just spitballing because, here, man. Just this because, is LALDL. Just because the U.S. government collapses and <laughs> the U.S. dollar loses most of its value doesn't mean we're going to be living in the Middle Ages. Well, look, it's this, gonna I didn't say that this is, a, a this is years, under but, a very specific well, set of circumstances. We said who's going to have the wealth and why. And I said that real estate is still going to be worth worth something, which it would be. And I'm explaining the way in which it could work out. I mean, mostly people who are owed money, people who have bought our debt are going to be fucked. And that's too bad for them. But the world's going to go on. There's going to be a reset. It's like, all right, we're kind of starting from scratch. We still have 
you know, technology. We still have skills. We still have ideas. We still oh, yeah. have. I don't think the world's going to explode, Howie. It's just, it's, yeah, exactly as you described. <laughs> there's going to be a reset, but there's going to be some like massive growing pains from. Oh like, yeah, oh for sure, for sure. Well, it's also presuming that we aren't just conquered immediately. <laughs> but that's the beauty of the with, Second with, Amendment. goddammit. it, that's the with beauty more, of the Second with, Amendment. Yeah, with more guns and people in this country, we're not going to be conquered by anybody. We, nobody, there's nothing to worry about. Why is nobody bringing that point? Oh, yeah, I'm starting to get drunk now. Can you tell? Why is nobody bringing up that fact? By the way, that you know, if shit ever did go wrong, like if we ever had, like you know, there's that threat of a massive solar flare that takes out all the electricity that throws, like, or that the financial system crashes. We are even without a government, the United States will still. Probably never be conquered because everybody's got guns. Like you're not coming we, over here. You don't want a piece of this. We'd probably be safer without a government because we wouldn't have uh, U.S. folks all over the country killing people, making them want to come here and kill us. Damn well right, man. So Howie, you uh, JB answered. He's not worried about the debt. <laughs> let's get let me get the let me, let's circle back around the long way. Howie, are you worried about the debt? I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say I'm worried, but I, yeah, I think this whole thing is going to fall apart eventually. There, it, it's amazing to me. I'm, I'm impressed how good they are kicking the can down the road, but this is not sustainable and it's just getting worse and worse. But I know it's going to lead to a default. That's why, I, unlike Jason Stapleton, I'm not worried about passing this debt on to our children and grandchildren because I don't think this thing's going to last that long. I don't think anybody's going to pay this debt back. I think the people that lent money to this corrupt government that overspends ridiculously. Are just they're not getting paid back. They should not have. It's just like bankruptcy. You know, you really shouldn't have lent credit to this right. un- credit worthy person. No, exactly. Bad, bad investment on your part. By the way, just because you brought up Stapleton and the concept of debt, because I listened to that show and I, I agree with Jason a lot of the time, but this is one issue I didn't agree with him on. And it was he was saying that he didn't support the tax cuts because the spending was still going up. And I was my position is. Tax cuts are good. People keeping their own money is good. The government's going to do what the government's going to do and, ex- and increase spending no matter what. So whatever the fuck's going to happen. But his point was that we're hurting the children of the next generation. But my counterpoint to that, and let me know what your feelings are on this, is that, look, not everybody has kids. So I don't think it's fair to say, well, we're passing this along the next generation. So fuck tax cuts when so many people like myself don't have kids like you guys don't have children. So why should we be unnecessarily burdened to say, well, you have got to pay off this specific debt that keeps going up and going up and going up when I would rather have the tax cuts as a person that doesn't have children to worry about down the road? And yeah, I'm not having kids either. And besides that, they're never ever going to get the spending under control they're never going to cut the debt there's nothing can happen and knowing that do i think i should just give them more and more tax money no fuck that i don't know them anything and it, i mean if you're so concerned about your children your grandchildren owing this money leave the u.s there's a lot of great places in the world like debt we're free, not great places what's that debt free great places uh, i go to singapore mark and i were you... just talking about something is it Liechtenstein <laughs> that has a king but he's a super libertarian king Prince. I think they're a principality. Oh, they maybe that's Luxembourg. I never get those. No, places. well, Lux- Luxembourg's a duchy, a duchy, the Grand yeah, Duchy. Yeah, that's right. Grand, yeah, Grand Duchy. But I don't think go it's to, that place. Yeah, go to, is a go to Switzerland. Go, yeah. go to Malta. You know, well, speaking of that, do you know when the last time the U.S. has been debt-free? I'm uh, going to say Jackson? probably right after. Didn't Andrew Jackson pay off the debt? Right around there. 1835. Wow. 
So yeah, we've been passing this off to our children for a very long time now. Right. It's it's just getting to absurd levels. So it's just growing exponentially. Like we just it was six months ago we finally hit twenty trillion dollars of debt, and then six months later, twenty one trillion. It's like oh, yeah. wow, a trillion in six months. Yeah, the interest has gotten out of control to the point where it's it, it, this again. So I'll give you my answer on on the debt. I do worry about it. I will vote anyone into office who will pledge to address the issue. But in my personal life, I am not worried about it because I do agree that I agree with both of you. Number one, I don't think it's ever actually going to get reined in. There's too many interests involved to keep it kicking it down the road and uh, increase spending. And also with the military in place, we're we're still in the position for now where. Even if even if the monetary system did crash, we'd be like, well, guess what? We got all the guns and all the bombs and all the ships. So fuck you. You know, the US, that's my guarantee it would happen. Uh, but dude, dude, our crypto portfolios, portfolios will finally be worth something then, too. Oh, I can't wait. Come on, baby. <laughs> Let's crash this bastard. But, you know, overall, again, I yeah, I can't worry about it. It's whatever. You know, you can't do anything about it except vote. And that's why, you know, libertarians don't like to vote. But I'm sorry, you got to vote. You got to vote. I'm not saying that. I'm saying as long as you have a skill that somebody's going to be willing to pay for in whatever the currency is and whatever country you happen to be in is, that's what you need to worry about. Make yourself marketable. So no matter what happens, you're valuable and you can make other people's lives better and get paid for it. All right. Ready? Hold on. Howie. World ended. What's your skill? Your marketing. Go. Uh, I'm fucked, man. Dead. I, I don't dead. Know. JB, what's your <laughs> skill? <laughs> I'm a trained chemist and can make explosives. Uh, or meth. <laughs> or meth. I, mean, I can pretty I, much make whatever you want. I mean, I'm will a we trained s- chemist. <laughs> in the, I don't know what the, what the collapse is like. Do they still need cybersecurity at this no, point in time? No, we don't need cybersecurity anymore. You gotta do something else. All right. Well, I used to be a soldier. I guess I'll be a soldier. There you go. All right. Good, Howie. I'll give you a piece of my property to protect. All right. <laughs> and and I'll me, supply you all with meth. Prostitute. <laughs> oh, you're going to be a prostitute? Yeah, it's got a callback <laughs> in the biz. All right. On that note, let's take a quick break, hear a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with more Electric Liberty Land Libertarians in Living Rooms drinking liquor. My name is Dale Kearns, and I'm running for United States Senate in Pennsylvania as a libertarian. I'm a concerned citizen who has had enough. I work as a project manager for an electrical contractor in southeastern Pennsylvania. There I manage large commercial and industrial projects. I'm a husband and a father of two energetic little girls. I'm running to advocate for a society where my girls have more liberty, not less. Will you support our campaign? Unlike my competitors, I'm not a career politician. I don't have millionaire and billionaire donors. I'm running for Senate in Pennsylvania because I want to take the message to Washington that we want government out of our lives. Will you let me be your voice? Let me be the voice that says we will not walk quietly down the road to serfdom. The voice that says we need free market solutions. The voice that says we need to end the failed war on drugs. The voice who will fight for the forgotten man, nonviolent offenders wasting away in prison, and addicts who are afraid to speak up and seek the help they need. We are seeking members for our campaign team. I encourage you to apply. We need donations to help us spread the message of liberty across the state. We can go on hoping for liberty to happen, or we can fight together. I hope you choose the latter and join me today. Find out more at DaleKearns.com. Paid for by Dale Kearns for Office. All right, we are back with Electric Liberty Land's very, very special Libertarians in Living Rooms drinking liquor show. I am Brian McWilliams, as always. I'm here with the godfather of liberty, 
Howie Snowden. Howie, did you get more beer? Oh, yeah. I'm good now. Excellent. And, of course, uh, the beautiful, the bold, and the black J.B. Lubin. Yes, I am all those three things. <laughs> That's why you, we call you Triple B. Well, Quadruple B, if we're including the Bernard. Anywho, we're back in. So here's what I want to talk about now. We're, we're going to continue with some questions from the Pride. Here is a question I think we can have a little fun with. So from Marty, now that the Trump administration is all neocon all the time, is this good or bad? So his, and he goes on to ask, and I'm paraphrasing this, but will they be ousted quicker and exposed, or will this bring people to that side a little bit more? Like, what, how do you think the base of Trump that put him in office is going to react? What is this? What are you feeling, JB? Give me your answer first, then I'll go to Howie. Well, I, I would first say, when is neocon ever good? That's what I would say at first. And I really don't think this would have any um, influence on his base because it's really a cult of personality of Trump. Yeah. As long as they like Trump as a person and his absurdities, he can practically do whatever he wants and they won't care. It's very much a cult of personality. It has nothing to do with policy. All right. Howie? It's bad. And I mean, you know, right now Trump's base loves him, but the media and everybody's against him. They're not going to get ousted faster because the only time the media loves him is when he does neoconny things like bomb Syria. Yeah. They, if if anything, it's going to make the opposition less. I mean, I mean, right now the opposition is based on bullshit, but they're going to have real things that they should be against. But they're going to cheerlead it because that's what they do. Both parties and the media are like pro war, pro destroying everything. And yeah, this isn't good. The fact that he uh, appointed Bolton. Uh, national security advisor yeah, is like that's that's probably the, the worst decision i've seen made in his, the entire administration yeah it's horrible and, and you both make very good points jb with the cult of personality comment because i just saw i don't know if you guys saw the latest trump approval ratings but they are like at an all-time high even though he just put in the torture queen as head of the cia mike pompeo or pompeo or whatever the hell is as uh secretary of state and john bolton as national security advisor three horrible people Horrible neocons that are basically walking nightmares as far as we're concerned in foreign policy decisions. His base does not give a shit. And you'd no, think they would call him out on this shit, but they absolutely do not. They don't care. And Howie, to your point, yeah, the media can't be more against Trump than they are, but they do applaud the neocon shit. Like, yeah, when he bombed Assad over a make-believe gas attack on his own people, even on CNN was like, what, what a wonderful job he's done. You know what? You know what it really is? It's not so much that the media is pro-war. I wouldn't necessarily say that they're pro-war. Oh, I totally but think it, it, it's 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 deeper than that. It's like at the base, they're pro-sensationalism. And what's more sensationalist yeah. than killing people? They're pro-ratings. <laughs> exactly. That's, That's true, what man. it is. I I tune in. I remember the first Iraq war. Like you can look at the Stormy Daniels nonsense. Honestly, who gives a shit? Who Nobody. cares about this? But they won't stop talking about it because it's sensationalist. Because people, maybe people not like us, but newsflash, most people aren't like us. Eat this shit up. Yeah. And and and, and war is just like just in another piece of crap on the pile that they can just churn out and feed and cover that people will just keep consuming. Well, that it's is not so the much problem. war. Just fit in anything that you know, anything that <laughs> people will just consume like mindlessly, and the media will be all over it. No, true. Well, the, the the Republicans are all for you know a lot of people on the GOP side are very pro war in general, pro troops, pro war, pro USA uh, being the king of the world. 
And yeah, the media, you're right. They completely eat the shit out of it. But there are not enough people that are in the middle like us because everybody's so politicized now. Like they're, they're to such far extremes that there's not many people in the middle that actually would say, OK, I'm flip flopping. Like for me, I flip flop on whether or not I support Trump. I was more supportive of him, obviously, before this. And now I'm pretty much against him. And the people, though, on the Democratic side, they it doesn't matter what he does. They're going to oppose him. The people that are his base seem clearly it doesn't matter what he does. They're going to support him. So we're just kind of like we're, again, libertarians. I thought this was going to be our moment. I've said this many times, but clearly it's still not our moment because people still aren't seeing rationally. So I don't think this is what is happening at all. I don't. But the only way that him making Bolton national security advisor could be a good thing is if maybe Trump is some crazy genius like people think. And again, I don't think this is the case, but just, uh, you know alternative theories <laughs> is he gonna what deploy him to he, syria and have him killed <laughs> what if he has no intention of listening to anything that bolton says but he wants like while he's negotiating with north korea and these other folks to be like them to be like oh shit he disappointed bolton is now security advisor Ah, oh, they're gonna they're gonna destroy us we better we better negotiate or do something that would Maybe, be beyond genius if that were in fact know, the case if, if you believe in the like 4d chess shit i mean well, I mean, Some I guess, of that stuff seemed plausible before this. I, again, I don't <laughs> think this is happening. I wanted, I want to knock it. But now that you put that in my mind, I look at, well, you look at everything with North Korea. Trump has been nothing but fucking bluster and like, I'm going to bomb the shit out of your fucking asses. And North Korea is now like, yeah, we're talking. We're, we'll, we'll denuclearize. Let's get together and chat. So, I mean, I, it's not the way I would have done it, but I guess it is working. Did Wait, has did, North Korea explicitly said that they're willing to denuclearize yes. based on the they outcome said, of these talks they the, said yeah. they are if they can get rid of like the the threat of invasion by the u.s and south korea you know they want a security assurance so they're so, saying I mean, all all we have to do to get rid of north korean nukes is just to bring our soldiers home from south korea is that all which we is, need to do which is something I, I find that very hard to believe well, no, what, what I find hard to believe is that we would we would never do that as a thing. Even if that was absolutely true, we would not do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because not well, only is that a buffer for us uh, against North Korea, but also against China. That's what yeah, more importantly is we, that our troops are there as a buffer against China. Well, well, going on that and what Howie said, I know you were playing devil's advocate and you don't actually believe it. Yeah. But yeah. I think you grossly overestimate how easy it is to intimidate our opponents in terms of like i don't think john bolton intimidates the chinese or north koreans one bit no but it's but if you're a negotiator like trump it 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 makes sense to say okay even though i'm not planning on doing this i'm going to bring this guy who is notoriously on the record for saying he supports preemptive strikes against north korea if you want the if you want to keep up even though we're even though we're already talking we're already gonna sit down to, to ramp it up and say, look, even though we're sitting down, I still have this feeling. And here, look, I brought in this guy just as a double down on this. Like, you know, this is what I'm I'm leading towards. It, it, the guy, it, it the guy makes who sense in a crazy way. It's like bluffing another, in poker, man. It's like bluffing in poker. You <laughs> the, guy who helped us, the guy who helped us destroy another country, Iraq. Uh, but uh, maybe Trump's playing. Again, I don't think it's maybe he's playing the carrots and the sticks. Because I saw today that... Um, 
Dennis Rodman posted a picture of Kim Jong-un in a oh. MAGA hat. <laughs> yeah, being like, that. this is what I hope happens after my two <laughs> friends meet and talk. I think we all hope that happens, to be honest. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. I would I would laugh my ass off. I would probably Dude. die laughing if Kim Jong-un was in a picture with a Make America, <laughs> a Make America Great hat or a Make North Korea Great, America, Great Again hat. Holy shit. It would be the oh, best thing man. ever. Don't they, they would, don't heads of state normally present their, each other with gifts when they meet for the yes, first time? Oh, yes. what will the gifts be? Man, if it's a MAGA hat, that'd be awesome. Yeah, but think about this. The MAGA hat would have to be so fucking huge to fit on his giant gourd. It would probably That's be true. worth more than their entire GDP. Like the amount of cloth and plastic to make that MAGA hat would be more than North Korea's GDP. So the last thing I want to say about John Bolton, I just found this really funny. I guess he just met uh, General Mattis recently at the Pentagon. And I guess the first thing that Mattis said to him was, it's like, so I hear you're the devil incarnate. So I wanted to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. And then people are talking about it. He's like, what? He's like, I'm all for hearing differing, opposing of views. He's an American. I can work with an American. Doesn't mean I agree. You know, he just wanted to. So I'm glad that at least, and Mattis was saying they may be opposing views or different views, which please God, don't let them fucking listen to anything that Bolton says. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Another another question from the Pride. Try to get through these in the uh, twenty minutes, half hour we have left. So let's do one from Chris, our good buddy Chris, who uh, is over over in the uh, the around the, the the Netherlands area of the world. Let's say. Uh, from Chris, is there a good way to invest in medical cannabis without also investing in recreational marijuana? Now, I th- I don't know. You know I guess he, uh, he likes the medical people. I don't know. But I would say, just uh, to jump in here quickly, yeah, without a doubt, you can, you can invest in companies that specifically target medical marijuana for growth or hydroponics or uses down the road. Like, there's a lot of therapeutic uh, uses for especially like CBD products within the medical community. And you can invest in those stocks. A lot of them are penny stocks right now, but I I learned this from working with a, uh, like a biopharma consulting agency for a little while. So that's one take on it is that yes, find the companies that are purely focused on medical applications. Uh, JB, how do you have any insight on this question? Uh, Yeah. I mean, kind of the same thing. I mean, help yourself and help the cause. Like, there's plenty of companies you can invest in. I believe one that I used to have stock in was GW Pharmaceuticals. I believe it's a British company that provides a a lot of our medical marijuana here because it's so hard to be able to grow it in the United States. So even when it's legal, we got to get it from Britain a lot of times. But yeah, I mean, just buy stock in one of those companies and hopefully, you know, it helps them fight their fight, Do have funding to do what they need to do. And maybe make you a few bucks too. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of companies like focus on epilepsy applications for marijuana that you can find. Um, JB, any take on this? Yeah, if uh, I guess gauging from the question, I guess you have an issue of the use of cannabis for you know intoxicating effects as opposed to its well documented therapeutic uses. You like you like you mentioned, uh, Brian. Look at CBD companies, you know, cannabidiols. Like CBDs that are used in extracts and tinctures, they're not actually the psychoactive portion of the chemical cocktail that is in marijuana. So if there are companies focusing on making those products, then you you would, I guess, feel ethically sound in investing in those and not worry about promoting the recreational aspect of it. Yeah, even, you go. even if you... 
it it is more effective though overall when it's combined with the THC. When the whole plant is used, there's better results than when they just isolate certain parts of it. Well, of course, Howie, but just, you know, just I'm- FYI, folks, and also. This is libertarian podcast. God damn it. There's nothing wrong with the recreational <laughs> use of uh, marijuana. So I don't, I don't know what this question is about. It's kind of crazy. The main principle of liber- libertarians is live and let be. If he has exactly. a problem with it, I'm not going to tell him he can't. You know, Exactly, man. I mean, shit. That's yeah, fine. Do, do what you want to do. It's your money. That, okay. That's why I brought exactly. up. Exactly. Next that's question. That's why I brought up GW Pharmaceuticals. Next question. Here's a good one. All right. This is from Austin. Do you believe that nullification is the best way for us to get more firearms freedom? If not, then what do you see as being the best route? Howie, go ahead. What do you think? Um, I think it's a great option. I, I, I believe he's speaking of states nullifying federal Correct. laws, right? Yeah, states nullifying federal laws. Exactly. I, I also, because a lot of our states are very cowardly and are not going to do that, um, just on the individual level, everyone— don't comply. Don't do it. No one do it. If you're on a jury, use jury notification. Don't put anyone in jail for it. And pressure, yes, like we said, the states, pressure your states to like invalidate these federal laws or bullshit. They're against your natural God-given right to defend yourself however you see fit. But yeah, state notification is one of our best tools, but also just individual level, do not comply. Yeah, JB? When I saw this, I was just like... It- it reminded me of something I was really thinking about recently. It's like this concept of nullification and this actual right that we have is one of the most important and underutilized in our society right now. And before you can even get to nullifying any type of federal legislation against firearms, we need to promote this idea and the fact that you can do it. You mentioned jury nullification. Oh, yeah. What percentage of the American population even knows that you can do jury nullification? Well, and also, they uh, somebody got arrested for like telling people about jury nullification outside of a courthouse. It's like, it's like they're actively trying to stop this information exactly. from getting out. What we need to start first is just to make people aware that this is possible. This is a right that we have and we should be using so that – People can get this in the idea, just like every other ideal in freedom that we have. We need to hammer this home that this is something that we can do. This is a right we possess and one that is very important. And then everything will follow down in the wayside. But first, we have to make people aware of the fact that they can actually do this. Well, you know, what's funny is look at California, right? California is basically nullifying federal mandate on immigration and enforcement of immigration by the sanctuary cities where they're banning people from working with ICE and working with federal agencies in in regards to immigration and and kicking people out. So they are exercising that right. But people don't realize that this is something, to your point, that you could do with anything, anything. That's your right. That's the state's right. And yeah, I agree that nullification is great. My only worry, though, is that we're seeing it. I can't remember what state it was in, but we, we saw people go to fucking prison because one of the states out there said, oh, we are not going to abide by this federal law. And then People, feds came in, arrested some people. The sheriffs allowed it to happen, which they should not have, because the local law enforcement that worked for the state should have protected them from the federal government if they were trying to enforce a law that the state has said is null and void. But they got arrested. I think it was for dealing silencers, specifically, in this case. They arrested these fucking yeah, people. Yeah, and then, it was something the, like that. Yeah, and the governor didn't do shit. He, did, he fucking rolled over like a bitch. And let it happen. And then, the, you know, because the feds were, were threatening to withhold funding. So these people were told that it was nullified and the state would protect them. And guess what happened? 
They got turned over to the feds. They got bitched out, and now they're in jail. So that's yeah, my worry with nullification. Well, I don't. Rem- it is a dangerous. I don't game. remember. I don't remember the details of that. But if anybody's interested, Chris Ann Hall had an excellent podcast. Actually, a few covering this exact case. But um, yeah, that can happen. But you know, like I was saying, with just not complying, I know they banned certain types of firearms in New York, and they told people they had to like turn them in. And I think the statistics are they think about 5% of the people actually did it. And the cops are like, we can't really go after these 95% of people that didn't. We just don't have the resources. We can't do it. And it's, yeah, that in that state, there was one case. A couple people did get in trouble. But in New York State, when you had 95% of the people that this new law would have affected not complying with it, they can't do anything. No, I agree. So, and, I, and I think people should I mean, unanimously do that. Uh, without a doubt, especially when it comes to the Second Amendment, just be like, fuck off. And I said this before, there's no way they're going to come and, and grab your guns. There's no possible way. And this is like a follow-up question from Austin, is how much time should we spend fighting the culture war you know, against the gun grabbers uh, versus just finding solutions like nullification or just saying, like how we say, well, fuck off. Too bad. I have this gun. I'm not giving it back to you. You know, tough titties. The only problem is now they're going to try to ban other people from buying them. But in regards to his question, I don't even know. I, I, I've almost given up on the culture war as far as winning people over to guns. Because if you haven't experienced violence, if you don't understand why we need a gun in the historical context, in the self-defense context, you're probably never going to get it. And, and all these rich fucking elites that are never going to have to use a gun in all likelihood in their lives because they're living in uh, primo places where violence is at a minimum – they're never going to come to our standpoint. It doesn't matter how many stats you throw at them. It doesn't matter how many talks you have with them, how many, how many times you gunsplain it to them. They're never going to fucking budge. So I'm always to the point where I'm like, you know what? Uh, fuck it. I don't care anymore. Yeah, I agree. If someone's already in a gun, there's, it, this is such an emotionally charged issue right now. There's no bringing them over. I'm just, you know, I would never vote for a gun grabber. I'll never voluntarily disarm. And, you know, if I do meet someone who's maybe they haven't thought about it, maybe they seem like a reasonable person, I'll explain to them, I'll talk to them, I'll, you know, try to convert them. And I'll, especially the people that are already on our side, you know, give them support, you know, like reinforce the ideas so they don't give in too. I mean, that's yeah, sometimes true. it's important, like as Tom Wood says, sometimes it's important to preach to the choir. You know, like the, the pastor like doesn't say, all right, you guys know this, go outside, you don't need to hear my homily or whatever. You know, it's it's important to reinforce this message. So those of us who are on, you know, the right side of this stand strong and don't ever bend to these emotional pleas and these ridiculous that's, arguments you know, that aren't that's based on logic or facts. Because I always wonder who the fuck are these people where the cops are like, we're having a we're having a gun turn in unless you are a criminal that has a stolen firearm. And you're like, well, this is a good way I could get rid of this murder weapon. I'll wipe my prints off it and turn it into the police. Why would you be like, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> let, take my gun. Here you go. Have fun with it. Oh, why this you is why you I will tell you why. Because you have an old shitty gun and you want some money to get a new nice gun. Well, that's <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will say to you guys. That's seriously will, what happens a lot. <laughs> I'll say to you guys, don't give up. If you could remember many, many moons ago, I was a staunch anti-gun. I remember I having an argument about with the, yeah, you about it two years ago. Say, <laughs> I wouldn't say advocate because I was so apathetic. I wouldn't say I was advocating anything. <laughs> but if you were to ask me, I was very much like get rid of those fuckers yeah and at this point i wouldn't exactly call myself a huge fan of guns but i respect and will defend the right of any of my citizens to own firearms because it's not a map because it came to the point where i i understood 
gun rights as a matter of personal liberty. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of liberty. And don't give up on people. Don't give up on people with that have this emotional appeal because I had the same emotional appeal and it's the exact opposite from what you were you're describing, Mick Williams. It comes from growing up from a relatively disadvantaged background. When mm -hmm. I was younger and I was living in Brooklyn, before like my family got this fancy job and we moved to Long Island. Before we only all, ate croissants. Yeah. All I associated guns with was violence, not yeah. protection. So I like in my most formative years, I developed a very negative perception of what a gun is and what it does. I associated it with nothing but violence. And these people are not rich. These people are not sheltered. Like I would say, these are people who are being woken up at night from fucking random people shooting at each other in the streets in fucking Flatbush, Brooklyn. So it's like you need to know your audience and know which way they're coming from and what their experiences are and work with that. And if you, it, as long as, as Howie mentioned, they are reasonable people, right-minded people, and believe in personal liberty and freedoms, they can come around when you present it in a specific way. Yes, I, I think I, I more meant— Made me like, cry, JB. Don't, good speech. Don't, I liked it. I, I meant—I more meant, like, don't waste your time arguing with the David Hoggs. Is that his name? on Facebook or on Twitter, you know, like there's some people it's, it's not worth your breath, you know, do something else with your life besides getting in Facebook arguments with people who you're not going to change your mind. I do agree. But yeah. Facebook if there's arguments are worthless, you, like, if, there's if no there, point. speaking of which I think we should fucking delete our Facebooks. Everybody move to the discord lines, liberty discord channel. <laughs> you know, <what? laughs> if we could get people to do that. Okay. I, I am all for promoting it. Well, right now our Discord's only for pride members. So, that's a, well, a closed circuit, but it's for anybody who has the link. That's actually. true. No, that's true. <laughs> did, it's a did I only link, share though. it in the pride? We could. Yeah. Uh, I think you only shared it in the pride. We could. We could create another one that was just called hashtag Lions of Liberty that could be open to everybody. Maybe we should do that. I, I think. I think. I think I shared it in the open forum, man. Whatever. We everybody should go there. Facebook is the only reason I go to Facebook is for the Lions of Liberty forum and for the Think Crypto one. But you know what? If I could not have to go to facebook i would do it because fuck mark zuckerberg yep fuck him right in his ass All in the right. neck is roger Paxson, so. <laughs> another paxinism all right so here we go one more one more question with his recent appointments is trump worse than hillary would have been that's from ben i'll say how we go no <laughs> all right well that was quick no. tv no <laughs> no she i mean hey mattis heard that uh with bolton was the devil incarnate no hillary clinton is the devil incarnate everything would be worse than hillary clinton sure she do trump's doing a lot of the same shit she would do but he's doing a lot of things that she wouldn't do and he is one of the best things is him tearing down this bullshit media we've had that everyone just listens to for years i don't know what the newest polls are but like a lot of people don't trust the media anymore and that's a wonderful freaking thing yeah the overall the um, overall consensus like i think 65 percent of americans both democrat and republican don't trust uh media right now and just finally finally fighting back against political correctness like it's hardly even a thing because it's true it's the media laugh. would have can you imagine a fucking clinton presidency they would have just rubber stamped any fucking thing she ever wanted to do there would be no pushback well fox news i guess but there'd be nothing they everybody would just be like oh what brave leader she get another nobel peace prize just like obama did 
Do you think and, that Peace again, Prize, I mean, by the way, do you think the Peace Prize tries to strangle him in his sleep? Like, <laughs> I hope. I hope so. Uh, uh, JB, what do you want you? Actually, oh, go actually, actually, can I just say one thing? Yeah. Just because we brought up Obama. Something I saw that made me laugh really hard recently was, I guess there's this dude that claimed that when Obama was in college, he oh, had sex they with fucked. him. Yeah. And, and he is so mad that Stormy Daniels is getting all this attention now, but nobody listened to him or heard his story. I agree <laughs> just, with him. It's the same thing. It just thing. cracks me up because just reading some of the comments on it, too, is like, yeah, it's <laughs> like nobody nobody is accusing Barack Obama of sleeping with any women. <laughs> <laughs> JB, what about you? What are your thoughts? Trump worse than Hillary or no? It, it, it's hard for me to say. It's like. It required me to have knowledge of an alternate reality. But, you know, <laughs> there are, it's like you said, there are some things that Trump has done that you don't like, but then there are some things that Trump has done that Hillary would never, never have done. It, for me, it's hard to say. I well, need to, Hillary I need, I need have like, the you know tax what I need? I, have a I actually need check. more time. The tax cuts, great. I don't like I'm really very much on staple with the Stapleton with this Re- reduce in spending with the tax cut. I would have this would have been an easy question for me. I would have been like 100 percent Trump. But without that reduce the spending, it's kind of like it's kind of like half baked, you know, I don't, and I don't know. I don't know. I almost hope they spend more just so it falls apart faster. <laughs> me, no. Because well, let's, have, you, let's have a fifty trillion dollar budget. That's true. At this Screw point, it. is it is it almost like you know when you're at that point of drunk when you're just like you're like fuck man, I'm hammered. I'm gonna feel like shit tomorrow. I might as well just go double hard and see if I feel better by drinking through this, and then I'll just be drunk all day tomorrow. Maybe that's hey, what we're pa- doing with the budget. Pa- pass a lot tomorrow. Give us all Lambos, and then we'll we'll deal with it later. <laughs> Howie, I, I don't have I don't have the confidence that you do that I would survive fucking society collapsing so i very much pray that it doesn't happen you got explosives dude just throw throw fucking bombs at people until they leave you alone you'll be fine jb's got bombs well yeah he's a chemist he's gonna that's his job when world falls apart he's gonna be throwing bombs and i'll be in the back sucking his dick for money (laughs) is that is that going in the pod (laughs) (laughs) it's all goes in the pod baby i'm the prostitute how he's a soldier you're the bomb maker slash meth uh meth maker <laughs> and Skype now has their reason to ban us. Yeah, yeah <laughs> yes. there it is. Yes, JB's not he's not being Skype. sex trafficked. I'm not being sex trafficked. I vo- I voluntarily do it. Our compound is built on volunteerism, okay? Exactly. Are we gonna have a compound like at Waco? We're gonna have to at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Waco and Baco. Who's uh, gonna be the is Mark R. David? crush <laughs> he's got the hair for it yeah <laughs> all right well my take on this is uh i i still think hillary would have been worse i still think she would have there's there's zero chance she would have cut taxes there's zero chance she would have cut spending in fact it probably would have been even worse she'd probably be stumping for full universal health care which would be a nightmare she would definitely be pushing us into more foreign conflicts because she's a huge neocon war hawk and you know like, like i said in my last podcast john bolton is hillary clinton with a bigger mustache so Trump just after a year just put John Bolton in this position as uh, uh, you know, overseeing his foreign affairs or foreign policy advisor. Hillary Clinton would, would have been John Bolton in there the whole fucking time. So that's the way Brian, I look at it. Brian, I have a, I have a kind of 
minor point of contention of one of your points that you made. I don't think Hillary Clinton is as big of a war hawk as you think. I think a lot of that is posturing to make what? herself seem stronger because she's a woman. No, dude. Come on. You look, look at the— I don't the- know if that's sexist or not because I don't think she is as big of a war hawk as she— presents herself well, to be you might it might just be posturing but at the same time, look at when she was secretary of state look at her record she pushed to overthrow uh and and kill freaking uh Gaddafi L- and now Gaddafi they're selling slaves Libya. in Libya yeah Libya but that's, that is cool, though. that's not above and beyond that's like insert secretary of state yeah, but, she also, have, but she also you know, is responsible in Benghazi she also is pushing for every single conflict that Obama wanted to pull back from she was like no Full bore, move ahead, move ahead. She wants to attack. That's her. She's like his she's secret, like a rabid pit defense bull. was against these things, and she was pushing it. Exactly. And he did it because of him. Yeah, and we, and we know all, that from the records that were just released. Re- I'm not saying she's not. I said how about I think, all the so regular. I just to open up the discourse here, you know. <laughs> how about how about all the regular? <laughs> well, you opened up a camo, a can of whoop ass. <laughs> <laughs> what about all the regular civilians she had murdered? How about that? Huh? <laughs> we do need never yo, been proven. We have to about, do a conspiracy court. That, really I, did you guys see right. the uh, article I sent out today about Trump? Just said we're going to pull our troops out of Syria. And we're going to be leaving Syria soon. He said we'll let other people deal with that. Hey, don't. This is you can't talk about that because this is going to be airing ten days after this conversation. Well. I'm going to in, talk about that, in, Howie, in, on Electric Liberty Land you, you that'll think, air before this. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Sorry, dude. It's time travel shit, man. You, I mean, Howie, well, your it's kids. not like. It's There's not, something wrong with them. I hate time travel. God damn it. I love it. Here's a question. All right, ready? This has nothing to do with anything. This is just drunk talk now. All right. If time travel was possible. Even though we're libertarians, we believe in uh, in personal freedom. We believe in anarchy, or at least very minarchist government. Should there be, like Jean Claude Van Damme, time cops to stop people from fucking with the time continuum? No. Well, <laughs> that well that depends. Is it people using time travel technology to fuck up with time? Then I think what there should be someone to for? stop them from doing that. I right? mean, because that's just regular it. law enforcement. Well, right? Look, greed. I've said before, greed is good, and I believe that wholeheartedly. But if you get time travel, you are one hundred percent going to go back and like Biff from fucking Back to the Future Two. Give yourself the almanac and make sure that you win lots of money. You're going to like go back and. I, people was like, I'd kill Hitler. Like, you don't know what would happen if you killed Hitler. Maybe Goebbels takes over and actually succeeds. Like, fucking, you know, it would be the yeah, worst. Yeah, that's true, because Hitler was kind of a moron. Hitler Most was of a his sub- he- subordinates were way smarter than him. Yeah, he was a failed artist. Goebbels is like a trade military killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd and much Himmler, rather have Hitler. Uh, fuck, in, that in guy that was a... Let's not get into this right now. No, agreed. I don't want to be. I don't want to be stumping for Hitler on a podcast. But like, that's the point, though. Is like, you can't say you would go back and do something with time travel because you don't know the consequences of that. So I, even though I am anti-state, uh, I think there would have to be. Maybe this is the only situation where, like, if you were the time travel company, like we're talking about Ford, you can't stop people from using your van to kidnap people. Maybe the time travel company has to be responsible. Like Brian. Everybody gets one deviance from libertarianism. If this is going to be yours, you don't get any more. <laughs> you have to be 100% and everything else. And we'll, we'll let this time travel cop I business I just slide. don't want the world to end. <laughs> well, your okay. okay. Let, let, let that, let that, that'll be your one thing. We let all right. Mine all will right. Be, fine. I'm a my, statist. My, mine is I would 
I would be okay with uh, having some kind of asteroid defense now paid for by the government. <laughs> that's my mulligan. I see. I think that's better handled by private contractors. Yeah, but right. I, I was just saying instead of all these wars, I would rather they be figuring out a way to prevent the world from ending from a huge asteroid strike. Oh, well, instead of all these wars, I wish they built castles made of cocaine I could live in. If we're talking in fantasy fucking My Little Pony Land. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. If I have to choose between that or the asteroid thing, I'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> JB, are you on my side or not? Which side are you on? Where do you fall? I'm on your side. Thank you. Definitely. Like the the variables, like this is why I don't like time travel in movies and TV, because it always leads to nonsense and paradoxes. There's so many things that oh, can like go Looper, wrong if you go back Looper. in time. So many Brian, paradoxes. Didn't make Brian, any sense. Brian, even if somebody goes back and does something, we already got to experience this one, one time. Why do we have to have it for eternity? Come on. Don't be selfish. <laughs> All right, JB, continue what you were saying. Like what how I was talking about now you're talking about an alternate timeline where like we don't even exist. We're not even having this conversation anymore. All of it's a mind fuck. Let's not worry about it. <laughs> we would be the squirrels in, in an alternate universe where the squirrels of socialism. Well maybe this maybe this reality goes on, but there's an alternate reality where things are different. It just Yeah, exactly. Like, it splits. Yeah. It splits yeah, into like that, that's that's probably more likely. So don't spend the money on the time cops. It's a waste. Waste of money. Don't do it. Yes, that's possible if we believe in that infinite, uh, infinite timeline. Theory. Just, just, yeah. just because you don't have any skills, you want to be a time cop, so you're pushing your agenda. Dude, my skills work <laughs> in any any scenario. My skills work unless there's some sort of weird mutation where people don't have dicks and assholes anymore. My skill is like the skill. That's true. All or right, I'll give, that. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'm skill number one. But you're, you're oh, so are you afraid that someone goes back in time and changes things so people don't have dicks and assholes anymore? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little worried now. Yeah, if the spending doesn't get get it reined in, you're gonna have to <laughs> really go back in time for that. They're gonna rein in the spending, uh, or they're gonna go runaway spending, and then someone's gonna be like, they're gonna hear this podcast, invent time travel, and be like, you know what, that fucking guy McWilliams, fuck that guy, <laughs> and it's gonna go up and, and tape everyone's asshole together just to fuck you know, yeah, in the future then, where it falls apart. Then. It, Maybe it happened. These are the gray aliens without the dicks and assholes that we see. It's like us and the other oh. from the past, future, something, whatever. I don't know. Well, could, could you imagine if that's just time tourism and that's actually us? Oh, yeah. my God. Coming back and probing ourselves? Like some yeah. yeah. Because cause they don't have assholes anymore. They want to like, be like, what was that like? Got to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a good place to end this alright any final thoughts gentlemen on any of these topics any statements you want to make about the grand uh, unification of the universe I would like to very much keep my dick an asshole <laughs> and I think I'll close it on well, that well don't get married JB Ba-dum-bum! thank you <laughs> be here all day Howie what about your dick and asshole uh, they're good right now, but, uh, so everyone, I, I got a mission for you right now. I'm drinking Carlsberg. I thought I was buying something different. It's what I seem to, you fucking it's idiot. not, I it's not you. called Chang. God it's not called Chang. I wouldn't, damn it, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy a beer that sounds Chinese like that. Delirium Tremens? There, there's a beer. No, it's not that there's a beer with an elephant on it. Maybe there's a Carlsberg version with an elephant, but there's something with an elephant on it. That's not Chang. And it's good. If someone can figure that out and let me know, I'd be ever grateful. 
Are you bullshit. sure it's not delirium tremens? Because there's yeah, an elephant yeah, sure. balancing on dude, a ball dude, on the on the bottom. Oh, you know delirium. what? Carlsberg actually does have a beer called Carlsberg Elephant. Oh, oh yeah, that, that's what I meant to buy. Then, damn it! But, but no, uh, no, yeah, it wasn't delirium tremens. We have a delirium tremens like bar oh, up the street from us. I'm looking at it right now in front of me. Carlsberg Elephant. It's a a back beer, and uh, it's a it's got like a lot you a lot more malt in it, I guess, than what you're drinking. That one's good. Get that one if you can. Don't yeah, get the okay. green. Yeah, because the one I had in Ireland was fucking terrible. God, it was terrible. But I like Chang. I think Chang's good. I also love I'll Singtao. Delicious I'll beer. Try. Oh, hey, why are you going to Japan anyways? Oh, honeymoon. Late honeymoon. Oh, nice. I know. Enjoy. Real late. But it's going to be awesome, man. I'm going to try to do a little. Uh, I'll see if I can post some pride content while I'm there. Just some like kind of live feed into the Podbean app. And upload it. But yeah, we're going to Tokyo, we're going to Kyoto, and going to Mount Fiji for a night. But we're flying on China Air, and I plan on drinking a shit ton of free Singdaos. And we're flying business class. Just don't get into that tentacle shit. That's the only reason I'm going. I've been married a year and a half now. I got to get into the kinky shit, man. You got to spice it up. I'm having a tentacle installed in my wife, right in her stomach. (laughs) But hey, by the way, if anybody hearing this podcast, I have a company that is incredible. We're flying round trip to Japan, business class on China Air, which has a lounge, full lie down pods. They, uh, I, our tickets, guess how much our round trip business class tickets to Japan cost us each? Two Just grand. Tell us. Just tell us. You are close, uh, JB. 2500 each. Oh. And not, on the, that's actually not bad for Japan. Oh, dude. No, for business class? For, yeah, uh, uh, for American good. Air, I was looking at like American Delta, $10,000 round trip for business class. Holy crap. I was yeah. just going to say, like, from the East Coast, getting to Japan will probably cost me that much for coach. Yeah, exactly. This company is incredible. So I'm not going to give them a free plug, but I, uh, if anybody's really, if you're, if you're going to fly, you guys are getting married, you're looking at a looping somewhere, let me know and I'll, uh, I'll hook you up. Yeah, you help me out with Ireland. Andrew doesn't want to fly coach. Ah, well, this place will hook you up, dude. It'll be fucking rad. Uh, all right. We'll, all get, right. we'll talk off. There. there you go. Mystery. What a way to end the show with a mystery plug for a company. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, hey, gentlemen, thank you. The Godfather of Liberty, Howie Snowden. Always wonderful to have you. JB, my man back in Philly. Please uh, do what you can. If you see Joel Embiid walking down the street, fix his fucking orbital bone in time for the playoffs. And, I'll try. Uh, yeah. Th- do what you can. Like, you know, pack some ice on it. And uh, so, guys, just to remind you all, you can support this podcast. You heard me talk about the Pride a lot because we're taking questions on this show. But you can join the Pride for as cheap as five bucks. Tons of content. Wonderful conspiracy corners like we're talking about. We need to do uh, a conspiracy corner on Arkansas. We have to do that. We have to talk about the number of people that Clintons have killed. But conspiracy corners, degenerate gambles, all sorts of fun shows that are additional to our normal podcast. If you want to uh, support us in general, just follow us on Facebook, share the podcast, all that good stuff. At Lions of Liberty on Twitter. Give us a review on iTunes. That would be great. All that wonderful stuff. All wonderful stuff. All right. So from Lions of Liberty, from me, from Howie, from JB, from Electric Liberty Land, guys, always stay plugged in to Liberty.